everybody to the first episode of the Kill Your Ego podcast. And I'm going to start out just talking kind of about the background of this podcast. The guest today, who's having some mic difficulties here, but we'll get it worked out, is none other than the founder, creator, guru at one of my favorite lifestyle brands in America or the world right now, Go Fast, Don't Die, Mr. Brady Charles McLean. Bert. Thanks for having me, man. Kill your ego. That's right. Kill your ego. So I didn't even know what it was called until just now. <clears throat> That's right. I, I didn't want anybody it. to know. Um, so this this podcast for me, and the reason Brady is guest numero uno, that's number one in Spanish, is because, you know, in the last year or so, I'm figuring out how to kill my ego. And I mm-hmm. wanted to do a podcast on that because there's, I'm not knocking anybody other, other podcast. This isn't compared to anybody other, anybody else's podcast, but what we're doing here is I really want a podcast that's based on failure leading to success. And I'm not saying Brady or any other guest that's going to be on the podcast is a failure, but I want people that are real and, and Brady, if you don't follow Brady, if you don't know who Brady is, you should, cause he's literally one of the most real people there is. That's a persona on the internet or has a brand in the United States. Um, so that's why Brady is, is guest number one. And there's a lot of folks like that that I'm going to have on that are kind of in the same vein. I want real people with real problems, not fluff. Um, that's what it is. Brady, how are you buddy? Dude. Um, Honestly, I just got back out of the, ooh, I turned my mic up so much, I freaking can hear myself so hard. I just got out of the woods, man. Yeah, I saw that. I yeah. saw you, you text me before you went in and said, hey, man, I'm going to be off the grid. I'm going up into the, the Bighorn Mountains for a few days, no phone, no nothing. And then you text me, what, three or four days later and said, hey, I'm in, coming down off the mountain to pick up some supplies and headed back up. Yeah, so I went farther than the Bighorns. I went out to, well, I won't even tell you where I went. I don't want to tell anyone where I went. Cool, I love it. A very secret spot, actually, that I've yeah. wanted to go to for several years. It's somewhere in Wyoming. And uh, there's a, dude, it's just, it's, uh, I'll show you, well, I won't show you a photo, but there's a, did I send you a picture of these waterfalls? You did. You actually so where did. I'm sitting there, like literally right to my right, is just a hot spring coming out of the wall and then a bunch of, you know, little rocks surrounded. But I took off out there right after Sturgis. I got peopled out. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, you guys do. I mean, real quick before, and I'm interrupting you here, I apologize, but explain, and I know you've never, you, you're, you never really explain it because it, you just, you have to figure it out. But what is go fast don't die and how did go fast don't die start i'm going to back up here and lead to your story to where you're at now because you just mentioned sturgis and i know that's a big part of what you guys do so what what is go fast don't die when so i know you get asked this a thousand times a week what is go fast don't die so i mean go fast don't die really is our life it's our it's our lifestyle and we started a brand around it so people call it a lifestyle brand what's different i think about our lifestyle brand is it's lifestyle first and brand second we sell stuff, right? Right. But we haven't, we don't try to sell, like we're not, especially me, essentially like, it went like this. I had a, I had a life um, that was completely different than the life I live right now. For, uh, for better or worse? You know, I mean. You know you're gonna get pointed questions. Yeah, so. no, that's a, that's a great question. At the time, my life was 
I had moments of, of sort of ignorant bliss, right? Where, I mean, I was married, literally had a white picket fence around my house. Uh, you know, like things were good. Everything, everything was good. Had a job, blah, blah, blah. Started my own company, was doing all the stuff. And uh, I'm gonna say for, well, for sure, for worse. Because my life now is based in, it's all truth, right? Anyway, when I exited that uh, relationship, I was heartbroken, I was bummed out, I was like, I was just a shell of myself. I felt like a massive failure. I felt like things had just not gone my way and my, everything that I believed in up till that point or the life I believed that I had up till that point um, felt like a lie. Like it felt like I failed at it. I ruined it, you know, like it, it's over. Regard, and I, you know, you start trying to blame people, you start trying to figure out whose fault it is, why it's not your fault, all the things. And, uh, and when you try to, you know, skirt responsibility for especially things that are your own actions or really anything, because everything's your fault. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I couldn't, couldn't agree with that statement more. My personal life, I'm, I'm transitioning from the same place you're talking about to the place you are now as we speak. That's again, one of the reasons you're the first guest on this podcast. But so, so you went from. So I basically spent a, a winter, like just depressed in a rocking chair. Still got the rocking chair. Here in Wyoming? Here in, yeah, in a house that was basically empty. Everything was taken out of it. Um, the, there was a rocking chair that was left there and a little stereo. You still got the rocking chair? Oh yeah, I'll have it till the day I die for sure. That rocking chair, like, <laughs> man. Like, I love it. We hung out, dude. And uh, yeah, so, so I pretty much hung out with a rocking chair and David Ramirez, who's a artist from Dallas. He wasn't actually there. He just played me sad songs on the little stereo I had on the ground. <laughs> like all winter long. And uh, then I ended up moving out of that place, um, which was another sad story, just a, like an addition to the sad story. And then I ended up um, that March, I had, uh, I had refused to sign divorce papers for uh, a long time before this, almost a year since I, since I was given them. And I, I realized that, you know, actually that's where Brady till death came from. Right. Brady till death came from, which you is know, your Instagram handle. It's just at Brady till death. Yeah. And it was before that it was Brady, the ninja. Cause I like fighting and that kind of stuff. Yeah. But you're big MMA. And, and I said, at one point I had, I had, I had said, I'm going to stay married till I die. Right. Even if it's like this broken, weird, crazy, uh, you know, solo adventure, I'm going to stay committed to this thing, stay right. committed like to making it right. Right. Not to say that I did everything right, but I was still in, I wanted to stay in it. Right. Anyway, when I realized that marriage is not an adventure by yourself, right. It's not a, that's not what, no, and you is. can't make it. You so can't, you can't make it. That. Exactly. So it doesn't, it didn't exist. So in March I signed the papers. I handed him off and I took off on a motorcycle. It was like 30 degrees. What kind of bike? It was my Dyna Dirty D. By the way, I am not, I know nothing about motorcycles other than dirt bikes and I know very little about that. So, so it was a Harley FXDP 2003. I call her Dirty Diana. And I took off, man. Like, I, I it used to have a sweet paint job on it. I ground the paint job off, spray painted it flat black. And I, I signed these papers. I took off out of town, not really knowing where exactly I was going. Uh, I had a couple destinations in mind, but I right. didn't know how long. I, I told my friends and business partners, like, I'm out. You know, I'm gonna, I just gotta, I gotta go. As soon as the weather changed enough, and it was 30 degrees, like, my tears were freezing in my face on the way out of <laughs> Wyoming. It was cold, and I was bundled up, and I went 
anyway, so that, that journey and really over the next like 30,000 miles of that journey, um, I realized that this is what I want to do, you know, through the community that I met through the, just the people like you at that time I had no interest in small talk. I don't want to say, Hey, what's up? How are you? Good. And How are it, you? And it is really, really hard to do that when you're in a place where you don't want to small talk. It's, it's hard. You, it's, you, it's one of the hardest things I've ever done in my entire life. So I know when you say that, man, I struggle with that the last year. Yeah. And it's a hard thing to do. It's yeah. really, really hard. You know, you and I actually had some people get upset with me and they're like, Hey, maybe, you know, small talk. And it, like, cause I said that I was like, I have no interest in small talk anymore. And people who were upset with me because of stories that like, because of misunderstandings and that's something you'll deal with as well. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, Anyway, I just had to take off. We live, This is a small town. People know you and people love to talk. You know what I'm saying? And if they don't know you, they'll just make stuff up about you. Oh, and I don't think it's, it's not, I'm not pointing a gun at Sheridan. It's anywhere in the United States. Like a small town, small towns. Yeah, like it It's a great place, but there is, that is one of the cons. Everybody it's, knows everything. And it, you can play it in your favor. This is yeah. the, this is the, what's, what's in good in your favor in that is it's a small town where consistency matters. Right. So what they, what might spring up as a lie or rumor or whatever that might spring up, I worried about so much, man, in that time of my life. Like it was the biggest deal to me. I'm like, I can't believe so. And I changed everything. I literally quit hanging out with people. You know, I like cut off relationships because I'd hear a rumor about that relationship. I'd stop, whatever. So anyway, I left on the motorcycle. I met people on that trip and people go, how are you? And, and when you're on a road, people are like, what are you doing out here by myself? I'm stacked up. I didn't know how to pack for a bike trip. You know what right. I mean? Like yeah. it was the first one I've ever done. I was like a moderate biker at that time. I was like a, I have a motorcycle. I ride it sometimes kind of guy. And here you are doing an easy rider trip across the U S dude. So, so I packed my stuff up. I left. I and the conversations there's that tank of that bike is off my bike now. It's got a bunch of signatures and the fender, that whole bike got covered in signatures from people that I met along the way. That's awesome. And those people, like those people I fell in love with the people individually, yes, but really with just like, wow, I'm healing out here. Like I'm figuring it out out here. So Go Fast, Don't Die was started and our, our mission statement is to contribute to the culture and community that inspired our existence. So it was started as like, we want to be a part of this. And if you're going to be a part of something, you should add value to something. That, right? Those two words right there, add value, like golden. Yeah. I, I look at everything I do every day now, and I, I don't want to make this about me because it's your story. But when you say things like that, because you've said that to me before when we were eating ice cream, like add value. You know, because I, I asked you, what is go fast and don't die? And you said that this was a year ago. Add value. Like every single thing you do is this going to add value to the day to the situation to the person i'm talking to my own life yeah like add value super simple yeah is this going to add value yeah or if it's, and not or monetary not. value but just add value and happiness love peace kindness decency any man, you, anything that's positive and most of what we've like most of the value that we've added like we sponsor people now and yep. you know we do a bunch of stuff like that but most of what we added was we went out in this sort of dream life that people have. Like, man, I just want to hit the road on a trip. Right. You know, and, and Chips is in here. He gets it. He understands. But like, 
we we're go- talking about Josh Ships, who's you'll see Josh attached to Go Fast, Don't Die. He's there, you know. He's more than I always say, photographer and videographer, and it's it's not a good representation because Josh is a lot more than that to a lot of people to include Go Fast, Don't Die. But he is their official photographer and videographer and does a lot of their content. And he's very handsome. And he's d- definitely handsome. Real nice, real nice smile when you get to see it. It's not easy. <laughs> it's not easy to break it out. But anyway, so so the the idea was, and it it didn't start as like, hey, we're gonna start a brand, so we need to go on a real trip. It was, I went on a trip. I realized how real this was, how right. real these feelings are, how how real this life is, and I don't want to go back to what I used to do. Right. What I used to do wasn't available anyways. Right. It's a pretty remarkable thing when you realize where you're meant to be and I, I i don't i think some people figure that out early in life i absolutely effing did not figure that out early in life mm. so it's a fun it's a neat adventure and a great experience to figure out who you are and where you should be and i think you've done that you're not completely because you know everybody did you know I where think we're that's a that's a journey that continues on and on but i think Correct me if I'm wrong, but when you figured out this culture and go fast and who you were and Brady till death, it was kind of a, it was, it was a milestone and it was a jumping off point to go, Hey, I'm never going backwards, Hmm. you know, forward, forward, forward. Am I right? Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's really about the, the, your history is just, it's all lessons. It's all an education. Some educations are a lot more expensive than others. But you learn about other people, you learn about yourself, you learn about all of that. And when we, there are different approaches to how, you know, there are different things that people do to mend that. And a lot of it, they spend time blaming other people, you know, whatever it is, it's your fault. Whatever situation you're in, it's your fault. And when I like, it took me a long time to recognize that. But you know where we're supposed to be right now? I'm supposed to be right here with right you, freaking here right here in this that's, moment and that's this, and Sheridan Wyoming on Main Street doing a podcast that's the thing like it just it, it is and then when I when I got ready for this today and again I'm not going to plan these things I don't want to have that podcast where it's pointed and planned it just to me it either works and people like the episodes or they go oh that's boring I'm not I'm not going to plan it like mm-hmm. I don't want this to be a broadcast a show but when I was thinking about it you know the only thing I planned was man I literally thought the exact same thing. Like, how great is this to be right here today, getting ready to do a podcast that one person could listen to, or more than that could listen to? If not, I just got to spend an hour with you. Yeah. Like, this and we need to catch up, man. We've been. Yeah, we it's do. Been, it's been it's been a long time. We're both moving and shaking. Um, so to to finish the the question, which is what is go fast don't die? Yes. It started with, man, this life is over for me, right? I got the death tarot card. Something's over, something else is beginning. Right. And I realized that this culture, this community, this lifestyle is the only one I'm going to live, whether I'm a homeless guy on a bike or whether I do some business or something around it, I'm going to figure out a way to make this my life. Go Fast, Don't Die as like a little side project thing existed. And we, I said, I'm putting all my eggs in this basket. This is going to be my life now. And since then it's grown you know, now we have a team, we've got a crew, we have a ton of fun, we travel all pretty much all the time. It's great. We're getting ready, I, ready for Devilstone run this weekend. Like, yeah, and Devilstone run is you basically being a bunch of people on bikes at Devil's Tower. You go from here to Cody, Cody to Yellowstone, Yellowstone, Yellowstone Jackson. to Jackson. And then we'll bug off to the West Coast by ourselves. Awesome. And yeah. that's every year from like September 4th to like Labor Day weekend, yeah. basically. Yep, you got it. Uh, which, which 
you know, I'm going to fast forward a little bit more to the, the other point of this podcast is, is, I mean, I really don't care about opinions for the most part. I don't care about politics. I don't care about social issues and we're not going to do that here. I'm going to focus on hard work hmm. and I know your background. What, what's your dad do? Uh, he works for the state highway department doing he called himself a road maggot most of my life road maggot yeah so your dad's worked for the highway department for wyoming for for pretty much ever i think since he was 18 and he's still a big part of your life i know you see oh yeah old pops yeah and and i see him quite a bit what did that mean to you to grow up in wyoming and you know the other thing i always hear people say is i think we're getting more i think it's getting more prevalent but blue collar to me is you, you know at, at one point it was kind of a taboo bad word and now i think it's the greatest thing it, i'm at a point in my life where i love blue collar people like, are proud of it sheridan start... is a blue collar town with yeah. some billionaires but it yep. is a blue collar town through and through you know what was sheridan like for you growing up you've seen it change it's changing just like the rest of the rural america is you know that's another question i wanted to ask you is with COVID, with everything that's going on, you're traveling all over the country and you spend more time, I think, in small towns than you do big towns. Oh, yeah. Like what, what are you seeing right now? This is the only kind of political question I'm going to ask you, but it's not even about politics, but what do you see in America right now today, good or bad? Dude, well, what I choose to see yes. is that people are good, man. Like they, they are. People are wonderful. People are welcoming. People are, they're happy. This is the thing, like, that, that you don't realize if you if you take in the world from this thing mm-hmm. is that there are so, even on social media you look at your social media post right look at your last one go and look at your last one let's pull it up yeah my last one let's you, dig in my last one is me wearing a sombrero By with, the way, with I love the way I sound in these microphones hey now yeah so that's my last post it's me wearing a sombrero all right so holding this dog, Miss Jane Whip Wheeler, who's sitting right next to me chewing on a piece of wood. All right, this is two hours ago, right? Yes, sir. So this is 783 people liked this post so far, right? Yes. We go, how are we looking? I, I love that you, you've you got my phone and you're analyzing my social media. This is what I'm telling you. So this, no, is, this, is, this is what's up. I bet you, this like, I don't see all the analytics, right? But I bet you 5,000 people have seen this. Right. right. Maybe 4,000 people have seen it. I don't know. Right. Something yeah. like that. 5,000 people, 782, three liked it because they like you. They like your stuff. Like they like the post. Right. Right. They like the photo, whatever. And however many commented, right. Let's say 50, 60, 70 commented. Right. Right. The only thing that people are listening to is the people that are actually loud on social media. But consider 5,000 versus 700 versus 70. Who's the loudest? The comments are the loudest. Right. Right. But there's 5,000 people, right? So of those, 4,300 of those people didn't say a damn thing. Right. They didn't interact. They didn't engage. They still follow. They're still paying attention. Yes. But they're silent, right? That's most of America today. So when you go actually travel around and you shake people's hands, and I still shake people's hands, like people are still handshaking out there. Yes. They're responsible, whatever, right? Um, you realize that people like, they're like, ah, most people so you know 4.3 out of 5 that's 8.6 that's 86 percent of the people are not engaging in this stuff right they're not loud about it right and and even the people that are out engaging right that's which is 14 percent only three percent of those people are even loud about these social issues right but the ones who are loud are very loud 
So we st- we you start thinking like, man, the world's total chaos. This place is bonkers. I don't want to go outside my front door. But if you go outside your front door, which is controversial when we went, people are like, you're going to go travel during this time? You know, you're going to travel place to place to place, which is a big reason why we stayed in the trees entirely. Yikes. We didn't have much communication with uh, outside people, right? But people are cool, man. People are waving to you. People are happy. People are grateful. People are out minding their business, especially in these blue-collar communities, these smaller communities. People are good. Yeah, and that's where I was going because, you, as you know me, I, I, I live in the mountains now and I'm a troll. Yeah, I post when I come down to town and I'm at the shop, but 99% of my life right now is living in an area. I'm not going to say exactly where I live because I, I just don't want any I'll chaos. post his address. But uh, you know where I live. You grew up here, and I live up in the mountains at 7,000 feet on and I live, I'm a troll. I have become a mountain troll and I'm super happy with that, but I've met all the other mountain trolls. Like I walk every day and I see my neighbors and I engage my neighbors. Nobody's wearing a mask. Everybody's talking. We don't talk about politics. We don't talk about riots. We don't talk. And I'm not, it's not like we're avoiding those issues. We just choose to talk about trees and there's deer. A, and there's a reason you live where you live. Elk and rivers and food, you know. Los Angeles is a very different place absolutely. than where you live, right? Yep. If somebody was sick where you live, the whole town would know it. Absolutely. I, one person was sick and everybody knew it within 10 minutes. Exactly. So, so you know what I mean? Like the, the, yeah. it's a different. And so because we're in such a different place, everybody's opinion on what you're doing is they see what you're doing and they equate it like there's a quote. We, we don't see the world as it is. We see the world as we are. And that's exactly it. We're looking from our point of view, from our own context from the things around us, and we're judging other people's actions based on what we see around us. But their surroundings are not like us. So why are we even paying attention to what they're doing? Right, right, right. That's why I had to bug out, man, like so put let the me, phone down and go be I'm myself gonna, for a minute. I'm going to do it again and put you on the spot. Let's go. So since this COVID thing has happened, alcoholism, drug use, suicide, depression is skyrocketing. More Probably the worst that it's been in maybe a hundred years in the United States. Sure. For somebody out there who's listening to this, it's having a dark day, whether it's all the way on the dark end of, hey, I don't think I should be alive anymore. And is the world better off? Am I better off by not being alive to just having a bad moment in life? What would you recommend to those people? What's your advice to somebody who's, who is, and I'm putting you on the spot here, Dude, because I, you are a sidewalk prophet. And you can put me on the spot any day, Bert. What is your advice to, to me? Say, let's hypothetically say that I'm, I'm having the worst day of my life. I don't know if I want to be here anymore. What would you say to me? In this time, in this part of America, in this day and age. Well, I, like, first of all, I give you a hug and tell you I love you. Right. I tell everybody I love them. Which do. you do. You genuinely do. Like, you love people. And then I'd say, like, if, if you're at that, I believe that rock bottom is a choice. Um, and I, I've had my days, man. I've had days in that rocking chair that I don't want to tell anybody out, uh, anybody about. Right. Right. And I think back to those days and I go, why, why did I make the decision I did instead of the decision I thought about? Right. And this is what, like what I believe part of it is my upbringing. There are a ton of people who love me. There's a family who loves me. I'm grateful for that. Not everybody has that. Right. Right. That's why I tell them they love them. Bam. They got somebody who loves you. I can't do that to somebody who'd love me. Why would I, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I can't abandon this person. Absolutely. I, I could work on myself too. Um, if it is the worst day um, and suicide, man, like has plagued my life. I hate losing friends. Yeah, it's, 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 and I'm, I know you don't cuss a lot, but for me, man, it, I, I do every now and then to, to put emphasis on stuff and it's shitty. Like it's a shitty, shitty, it's a, it's a, it's a permanent solution to a temporary problem. And I'll always remember that quote because it really is. It's also, 
it doesn't guarantee it it doesn't guarantee that things stop getting worse you know what i'm saying you don't know what's on the other side of that you're putting a lot of faith you are in what's on the other side of that 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 your reality is going to be somehow better on the other side of that decision what if it's not you have much more control you have much more possibility and if you're going to put your faith somewhere you might as well put it in the put that faith into it could be better here breathing living and it can i can tell you because i've been in that rocking chair yes sir i've been with those people who are in those moments and i've seen their lives change i've seen people you know fall in love and have kids and have the the freaking most beautiful life and i know i remember the moments that they had with me where i even wondered like how do i make this better for this person yeah you know what i mean like been i there. don't know what been hope you've got that. and i felt that the same way i'm like what what's left in my life because i put all my eggs in this basket and this basket and this basket and this person left me and that person won't talk to me and these people think i'm this and what more do i have like you know what i mean what what could my, my life possibly be? And I thought about that within the confines of these walls yeah. of like my old situation. And I broke out of that situation. I made a choice. Because I made the choice not to go that direction, I made a choice to go the other. Right. So when you say, when you say like, okay, this is actually rock bottom for me. This is as bad as it's going to get. I know, we know the negative behaviors. We know the, the, the behavior that we, that just perpetuates our problems. And when we say, this I'm going the other direction, right? We have to make a choice of what to do with that energy then. And that's when you find your shovel, you know, or whatever it is to dig yourself out. You said it perfectly. And, you know, in the last couple of years, I'll be honest with you. And I've talked to you about it a few times, not in depth because we haven't seen each other much, but you know, I was there. I won't say that I was in that dark of a place that I would have, you know, done something crazy, but I hit rock bottom in the last couple of years and it was hard for anybody around me to see that because I had so much going on, a bison herd, a ranch, businesses, this, that, I have a nice truck, I have this, which you, some of that you know stuff put, I perpetuated by, you know, if you post anything you post on social media is there forever because somebody can screenshot it. You might be able to archive or delete it, but delete it. But, you know, and then I, I realized that I'm sitting in the middle of the mountains with the stream running next to me and dogs and birds and chickens and you know, the wind's blowing and it's like, man, it hit me like an epiphany that if you get to a point where you're, you're literally that dark and deep that you don't feel like you should be here. That's the perfect place to start over. If you're willing to give everything in the world up. And I've said this before, if you're willing to give everything up, then give everything up. that's negative and toxic in your life and just focus on the positive. And I'll be honest with you, and I'm sure it'll come out at some point, but I've lost some of my best friends that just don't have anything to do with me. Cause and it's like you said, you're only to blame yourself. I was in a dark place and I kept perpetuating things and I've lost really good friends that will no longer be a part of my life or it'll be a long time till they do. But I realized on the other side of this that I'm probably better out with better off with some of those people to begin with. But yeah. it's dark, you know, you get in that position where you perpetuate things and you wake up every morning and you're like, man, I'm going to ignore this or that. It doesn't go away. Your bills don't go away. Your problems don't go away. You know, time, everybody always says, well, it'll get better with time. If it's bad, it's going to get worse with time. You know, if you keep ignoring shit, but that's really, really where it hit me. And you and I started talking a little bit more. <clears throat> we hadn't talked in a while, but, you know, getting to that point where you're like, okay, 
now is the perfect time to regenerate, reboot, restart, rebuild. Because if I'm at a point where I just don't, there's so much toxic stuff in my life that I just want to move away from it all, then then move away from it all and well, suffer this. Risk. S- ri- go ahead. Risk that loss for a possibility. Yes. Right? Yeah. If you're willing to give up everything. Absolutely. Why not? Okay, give up everything. Fail. Like, l- come to terms with like, and I think this is the thing is like people think that they don't have a choice in their life. They're like, no, I've built myself up. And they'd rather, rather than face failure, they wanna, they'd rather exit. They'd rather check out. Well, guess what? That's failure. And that's the, the elimination of a possibility of things getting better. Right. Right. Absolutely. So if you're going to say like, if you're going to lose everything anyway, or if you're down to lose everything and give up everything anyway, give it up for a possibility. Right. And man, like the, this sounds, this feels heavy, right? Like this conversation it's is super heavy. It is heavy. And it's, but, but, it, it, but what I'm, what I'm saying is like on the other side of that, there are my, one of my best friends two nights ago called me. He was like, dude, my life right now is a dream come true. Literally said that. And, and he's like, he's like, go fast is a dream come true. And I'm like, dude, like the, to consider that like, I love serving people. I love right. people being happy. I've actually realized this, that when someone asks me like, what do you want? My answer always involves someone else, which is not necessarily a positive thing, right? Like you should know yourself a little better. You shouldn't always deflect like trying to make other people happy. To no, make yourself, right? and that was what I was gonna ask you because one of the things that's happened to me in the last year, and I don't give a shit who's listening to me and judges me on this, but I fell in love with myself. And not in the sense that I look at myself in the mirror and I'm flexing and I'm like, man, I am awesome. I'm great. Am I looking hot though, Bert? But it's a stash this thing's not going away either about half and half today i woke up and came into town about half the people are like giving me the finger gun and the slow wink and the other half are like dude you're you look like you should be on a poster you should drive the van yes van and white yes come this van's got candy and puppies we'll put you in a beanie like this one (laughs) it's great did i tell you when when i bought the van uh i called you know it's the white this is a white 1990 uh, Chevy G30, like so great with go creep, fast, don't creep, die on the side. Well, you it didn't see have it that. From Forty miles. It didn't away. have that at the time, and it didn't have the rack. Like it wasn't looking that cool, right? It was yeah. looking very dumpy. And I called the police station. I was like, "Hey, is there anything illegal if I spray paint free candy on the side of the van and I actually drive around and hand out candy? Is there anything illegal about that?" And the dude, is like, they're like, uh, "Let me forward you to the, you know, whoever the captain, wherever." And I'm like, "Hey." I want to put free candy on my van. I just got this van. I think it'd be funny. And I'll actually hand out candy. candy. And they're like, yeah, that's not illegal, but please don't do that. (laughs) I'm going to get, he's like, one, you're going to get shot at. And two, you know, I don't know if you're the type to shoot back, but this is what we're going to deal with. And it's going to be a headache for me. Well, in comparison, you go somewhere like Iraq and what do you do when you're driving around neighborhoods, building hearts and minds, you drive around in a Humvee armed up and you give people free candy. Mm Mm-hmm. Like it's just free, yeah, free that's candy. That's what I wanted to do. Anyway. But back, so, you know, I was saying it's okay to love yourself. And I think a lot of people have issues with that because it's been so taboo to, to, to love yourself. You, you know, people will look at it as selfish or egotistical and, you know, the, the podcast, kill your ego. Part of killing my ego was killing off the, the fake love for myself and the cool guy stuff and hanging out with cool guys that, man, I tried that. I tried super hard and I thought I felt good about hanging out. And I'm not bashing anybody, but you just want more and more and you want to be around cooler people. And I put the air quotes up and you want to do this and that, but then you realize, man, I don't belong here. Like I'm not here. I need to reboot. And part of that over the last year was falling in love with my myself and waking up every morning and going, man, I, I'm okay not being with anybody today at mm-hmm. all by myself, chilling out, reading a book, 
making, you know, gourmet food from a recipe that I found therapy. on the internet therapy. And it's okay to go to therapy as well. Yeah. I haven't done it, but I think I probably need to do some counseling oh, or therapy. We, we both do. Maybe like we'll I just, I, I would love it, man. I would do it in a heartbeat. But the next thing, and I say it and people will argue with me and I wanted to ask you because I keep saying it lately. One of the things that's happened, I started posting my dogs and smiling pictures and I'm genuinely happy. And this is not a dig on anybody. I'm just genuinely happy for the first time in a long, long time. Like literally happy. Anything could happen. Like I use your example of your car breaking down or your motorcycle breaking down in the middle of nowhere. And you post, Hey man, this is great. Cause I just got three days in the middle of nowhere to meet a bunch of people that I've never met before that are awesome. I'm there. Like nothing can break me right now. Beautiful. And I don't think, in, unless you're truly happy yourself, I don't think you can genuinely make other people happy. And I wanted to get your take on that because that's what I feel right now. But I don't feel, you know, people argue with me when I say that. And it's like, no, that's not true. You can make other people happy. I'm talking about genuinely happy. Mm. You can fake it till you make it for a while. You can make a smile. You can make it feel good. You know what I'm saying? You can. The truth but... is you can't make anybody happy. That's not within your power, right? Right. That's up to them. Their happiness is their responsibility. It's not your responsibility. Absolutely, you can make them smile. Right. And you can make them smile on your darkest day, which yeah. is maybe the most dangerous thing you can do. I think of Robin Williams. You, you, you literally just telepathically took the person I'm talking in my head. Like that guy made everybody around him smile, was always turned on, was always generous, was kind, was decent, and just had a dark, 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 dark wall. One, one of his quotes is, you know, I don't know the quote exactly, but... It, he talked about uh, the worst thing is not to be alone. The worst thing is to feel alone in a group, in a crowded, crowded place. Yeah, absolutely. Right. This is this you've is been what's there, up, right? Man. Oh, like I just spent I just spent two out of the last three years there. That's, like, what, that's what I'm saying. Like, oh, I, I'm there. All, like, I'm there often. So, I get I do drain myself. I pour out, man. Like all day long. People send me DMs yeah. and they go, Brady, this is what's up with my life. You know, at you know James whatever 13 yeah like at james baker 13 bro i'm your guy <laughs> i'm is, in it this is my life right, right now i tip my hat up it's great. I grab my coffee i go tell me what's going on with you buddy yeah right for yeah. nothing in, for nothing in return no. other, other than the satisfaction that i feel like i'm helping somebody which is partly deflection from my own problems. that's the beauty of this machine and this thing i'm holding in my hand this phone and social media when you start to see it it's like you start opening the good mail like santa claus like how can i help this person today what mm -hmm. present can i give brady mm -hmm. what present and my dms i'm starting to get the same thing i'm not getting weird stuff i'm getting hey man just so you know i'm going through stage four cancer and chemotherapy and i watch your post every day please don't stop posting you've threatened to stop and get off yeah. social media which i have yeah and i get those like please don't like me and my kids watch your stuff no my, and this know, this is ahead. what it is man like you, you can't pour from an empty cup no right so one of the quotes I've heard uh, or read recently, and I like reading. I know like, it's you know, quotes stick side, with, stuff, sidewalk profit stuff sticks with you, but uh, fill your like when when the plane goes down, right? What do they tell you? Put on your own life mask first, right? Right. That's not because they're like, hey, you should all be selfish dickheads, right? That's because if you're passed out, you, you can't, can't help, help anybody. anybody, right? Yes. So if you think that you're like, no man, I'm the man, and I'm gonna save this plane, right? and you refuse to put on your own life mask, all of a sudden you killed everybody. Right. Because you're a person capable of saving people, and you didn't take care of yourself enough to be able to take care of someone else. Right? Fill your cup up and let the world benefit from the overflow. 
Man, I, I, I wish somehow my pea brain and my, you know, GED and my years of public school education, I can't eloquently word things you say, but every time you post and even like this podcast, when you speak, it's, you're literally more eloquently putting the words in my head that I need to come out of my mouth or I need to write on my mirror and dry erase marker, which I started doing, which is kind of creepy. But at the same time, these affirmations, if you will, you know, and I see people, one of the things I see, you're a quote guy. I see people post memes and quotes all the time on the internet. And then I see another group of people that make fun of that. And Mm -hmm. it's like, man, we have to get in a position where if somebody reads something that doesn't hurt anybody, doesn't help anybody, it's just them reading something that's a positive affirmation. We got to stop beating people up, man. Like if it's positive, this is, they're not saying anything about me. Anybody who, anybody who has it and people do, I live in a motorcycle. Like I came into a, to a, to a culture and community filled with bravado and ego. Oh yeah. And I came in and I'm like, I'm emotional. Like I'm a heartbroken kid, you know? Yeah. Yeah. How are you feeling? You know, like no one cares about how you're feeling, dude. Like do a wheelie. You know, do it like, do you shred, you know, like, do you ride? And the only reason that I got through is because, you know, I rode 40,000 miles and I rode down to Mexico and I rode, nobody could come and say like, you don't ride, you know, you're whatever. Yeah. Cause I, I'm for real about this stuff. Like this really matters, but it doesn't matter because I want to look cool for someone else. This is actually how my heart got made. Right. I've told you about the Heartmaker tour, right? Absolutely. But I, will you, will you mention the heart Heartmaker tour? Yeah, so I'll, I'll give like the real, a real brief, right? So someday I'm going to do something more with this. Right. Right. Someday. Which I can't wait. Uh, so I was in Las Vegas. It was one of my first stops, right? Yep. And I sat down with this dude from Canada, and he was on a motorcycle tour right in front of Hogs and Heifers, if you know, it's in, down in Fremont, old Vegas. And uh, I mean, I was like in a wild place in my, obviously my life, but also like I'd never ridden my motorcycle. Wild like guns up or wilds like dark? While I mean, dark and contemplative and like up, like stoked for a second and then down for a second. Like we're just working it out. Right. And also in Las Vegas by myself, basically just said, okay, I accept that my old life doesn't come back. I accept that this doesn't get fixed onto the next thing. What is it? I don't know. I'm out on a bike. Right. So I, I'm sitting outside on a bench and I'm just kind of just taking it in, man. Like, this is what I'm doing. I'm like, what's the world like? Because before that, what did I want to do? I wanted to, I wanted to own five different businesses. I wanted to build them up enough. So they paid me a little bit each time. I wanted to go to Isla Mujeres, Mexico, which is where I got married half the year. And I you understand how relevant this totally. all is, oh, man. Dude, like, I, this is the thing, Bert, like, ugh. dude, I want to tell you, I get you. Yeah, I know you do. You have since the first time I met you. And, and I can tell that you understand that. Yeah. And like, I'm, I even talked to somebody, like I talked to somebody in town. They're like, they're like, oh, you're going to do a podcast with Bert? Like, I don't know, but you know, Bert's been like up and down and like this and that. I'm like, and, and I'm like, you know what Bert needs? He needs a friend. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Not a friend who, this is the trouble with you, is you have a lot of potential. You have a lot of good around you. You have a lot of uh, possibility around you. People see you and they see that you could be good for them in whatever way, right? Right. I don't give a shit. Right? No, I know you don't. And like, that's, that's, like who I, I've, that's, that's the center of my nucleus has become probably about four people, one in particular right now, that they don't give a shit. Like they enjoy their time with me. 
That's they it. know who I am. That's it. And they're all they're doing to me is pushing the positive buttons. And every time I bring up negativity, they don't allow it. Like, That's it, man. Like, I see, I see the good in you. This is, and I've seen the good <clears throat> in you from the from the beginning of of talking with you. And you've, yeah. you've even told me like, hey, you make me a more positive person when I'm around you, right? Yeah. Right. And I've seen some of the bad in you. You know what I mean? I've seen some things come out. Like I've seen you be hot headed. Oh yeah. I've seen you get angry. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And I'm like, and, and what happens? This is what happens is people we we hide that oftentimes yeah but, but we, you know what that that negative that that i used to think it was me being tough mm-hmm. it's the exact opposite mm-hmm. a million percent when you see somebody hot-headed now i know if you're hot-headed it is a thousand percent insecurity now, don't get me wrong there are circumstances that absolutely allow and dictate i think people should get mad and people should even get violent in certain circumstances sure. because there, it just I won't even go down that path. Yep, that's that's there is that's certain, a very specific it, part. Protecting certain things that you love, protecting your family, your kids, your property, whatever it is. But I would be, you know, I'd I'd get super mad and I would get pissed off. And you've seen it. You've literally been involved in an incident, you know, where I just was irrationally pissed off. And I look back on that now because I don't do that anymore. And I realize now that that was 1000% me being in security and it's overcompensating well, for weakness. And, and what I'm saying is I don't like, I don't care about that any more than I care. I want you to be happy, right? Yeah, but, absolutely. But I don't care about that any more than when you smile at me and finger guns, you got some yeah. ice cream, right? I still love you the same on that day. I still love you the same on the next day. Which right? is the way the world should be. That's what a friend is. Yes. You know what I mean? It's not based on what's going like, I don't know, be careful, you know, like whatever, right? I'm like, I've been there. I've had times where people said all kinds of stuff about me, where like things were, and, and some of them were true and some of them were very not true. Yeah. Right. And people treated me differently based on what they heard. That's those people are not my friends. No. And I saw somebody sent me a quote again, a DM. Freaking quotes. Quotes. And it said something along the, This is what we should have done, man. We should have written all these quotes down. I know. I want a quote on board our, over on here. Our hands, so that and then we're taking a picture of our hands at the end of the podcast. We need to do that. We need to do that. Um, but it was something along the lines of, <clears throat> you know, everything you hear about me, believe it. I don't, you know, everything you hear about me, believe it. I don't have time to explain myself anymore. You know, and I even added, like, add some stuff to it and pass it on. I was going to pull the quote up. But basically just saying, hey, I don't have time for it. If you're going to hear things about me and talk to me and you're not going to come directly to the source, I don't, go ahead, man. Say whatever you want about me. Because those things are not care. about you. They're, they're you know not. what's about you and what's not about you. What is about you is <clears throat> the things you've done, right? And it's important to immediately and, and every day, every second, take responsibility for the things that you've done. Yes, right? absolutely. And it's, import- it's equally as important to let go of anything you haven't. Because anybody who's willing to lie about you, they're already acting irrational, right? Or, or just even taking it a step further than that. Anybody that's, a, that's willing to talk negatively about you when you're not in the room, now it's a red flag for me. When I see somebody that talks negatively about, about somebody else. else that's not in the room, I automatically go, hey, this isn't about the person you're talking about. This is about you. Like, you're the one that's, you know, again, and I try not to do it. Like, I literally... Every chance I get, try not to talk negatively about anybody that's not in the room because it's just, that's a reflection of my insecurity. We could talk negatively about Josh. Josh is in the room and Carrick, and who, Carrick's over there, so we if could, you guys can't see him, he's not on camera, but camera, but Carrick Ford, hot. who's uh, the engineer of the show here, he does a lot of the podcast here in Sheridan, awesome guy, grew up here, been here most of his life, if not all your life. Pretty much. So Carrick, Carrick, you guys will meet I over time. I remember seeing him um, in high school. 
and I was like, he had curly hair. Yeah. And I was like, dang, that's a good looking guy. He's one of those guys that like, <laughs> man, if he realized he was good looking, you know, the potential. started putting it, you know, and put it on, he was kind of shy and reserved, you know, but man, pretty, very pretty. He, he should be on the camera because he. Here, step, step back up here, up here since pretty it's episode guy. Prepare number yourself, one. Prepare yourself for a beautiful person. Come, come step in underneath the buffalo and, and say uh, hi. Carrick uh, Ford, who's going to be engineering all of our shows and podcasts, uh, phenomenal. We got lucky to get him to do this. Uh, but yeah, so I just am in that position now and I, I see so much toxicity out there that, you know, people talk about other people where a comment on social media makes somebody mad. And I used to get, again, it's an insecurity. If somebody you don't know from somewhere in the middle of nowhere makes a comment on your social media, they're not talking about you. They're, they're not talking about you. They're talking about themselves. Like the minute it's negative, it's like, man, and I'm, I'm in a weird position where now I watch that and my thoughts are pretty simple. If your entire life led to this moment right here, everything you've ever done at 35, 40, 50 years old is culminated with you making a negative comment about somebody you don't know on the internet, man, that's a pretty, that's a pretty sad place to Let's be. Let's do better. Yes. Like, yeah. and now my, my answer to everybody is I, I would love to hug you. If I, if, if I, do you want to meet and I'll give you a hug? Yeah. Like I would love to hug you. And the other one is don't drive angry. And like, then they're like, yeah, you would spread COVID yeah, all over would. me. Try to kill You're me. That kind of guy. That's you attempted murder, you bro. Hug another dude. And I'm like, man, I am totally fine hugging another dude. Like, come here and let me wrap you up because I will give you the best hug you've ever had in your entire life. And I'm not letting go until you see those big arms. He actually had to cut I'd, the sleeves. I always do. I don't want to look. Shirt. I, I saw him look. do it. And I saw him tuck his freaking shirt into his underwear. It's a true story. I'm going to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to prove it right now Ooh. With, with my go fast. It's getting everybody, warm. In everybody here. was asking me, do I really, do I really tuck my, do I really tuck my under my shirt into my? Do underwear? they really? Allie's ask you—is that I, like a skincare routine no, thing? No, do I gotta jump up so the camera can see me? Ah, ah. Here, stand up on this chair. Here, I'll stand up on the chair. I'm only it's six, true. I'm only it's six true, two, folks. so it's hard to see me. But this uh, and this, the back of this shirt, which is a go, which is a go fast, don't die shirt. What's it, what's it say? It says, "Make new old friends." Tell me what that means. Dude, everything you guys do is so, so brilliant at go fast, don't die. Uh, come on in here, PJ. We're, we're introducing everybody in the building here today and everybody that's part of this. Come around, come around and grab a mic. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm, PJ put, I'm putting the most, the most social media adverse guy on the planet on camera. So PJ... PJ owns owns Bighorn Design, which does has done all of the printing and T-shirts and hats for. for he Bison definitely has Union COVID now. Go fast, I just don't touched die. him all over. They do fulfillment for us too, but PJ also owns the brand Surfed Wyoming, which you know it's starting to be a national brand. But if you're from Wyoming, everybody knows what Surf Wyoming is. But PJ walked by because the podcast studio is in his building. He owns the building we're in, so I put him on the spot because he does not like to be on the social media. PJ actually, so we're doing the Devilstone run this weekend, and PJ was our first sponsor. Of the, the De Devilstone to, run. To Devilstone run. And actually, like, we weren't even going to do it. This is the truth. We weren't going to do the first year. And he's like, why, why not just, I think you should just do it. Like, it doesn't matter if nobody shows up. It's just a couple weeks. Like, do it. Which, we're is, like, which is PJ's style. Yeah. And then we just did it. And then now we're on year four instead of year three because of And we were just Paul. talking... PJ, we were just talking about 
how I'm slowly progressing from being a hothead and having a temper. PJ's seen my temper more than a few times. I have too. So Still that was the conversation. <laughs> the conversation was uh, tempers being a sign of insecurity in people. And you're, if you're usually mad, it's about you, not about the people you're mad at. So, but thanks for coming in yeah. and saying hi. I'm not mad at anybody. No, he just said he's not mad at anybody. That's kind of PJ's PJ, jam. PJ's jam, like, you know, is the most cool, calm, and collected guy on the planet. Thanks, PJ. If he had an Instagram, it would say PJ. It, like, the, the, the thing would say, not mad at anybody. <laughs> That's it. So, you know, we're wrapping things up here. Brady, this is the first, and it's kind Are of Are we a, wrapping things up? Well, we don't have to. Like, uh, uh, for me, the podcast can be four hours long. I am, I'm comfortable here, and I'm having fun. This is our first podcast, and it's, it's almost like a soft launch. Brady will be on a lot of podcasts. Brady's going to be a staple on this and hopefully a bigger part of it if, as we move forward, if you'll be on. Uh, dude, I'm but, grateful. You know me. But, uh, you know, just going back to what we're talking about, and I know this got really heavy for the first. I think people were going to think this is going to be – super jovial and fun but i want this podcast to be like this i want it to be open dialogue and if one person out there is sitting there listening to this podcast driving in their car and before they were listening to this were thinking about taking their life or making bad choices whatever it is this podcast has to be a beacon of light for people to kill their ego and when i say that you know, an ego is not a good thing to have, in my opinion. You know, kill your ego, ask for help, get help, change the things in your life that are negative. Go ahead. You know, Matt. Uh, I think, dude. I think we we can. I think we continue on for a little bit. We're yeah. We're, no, we're good. We're like we're, we're almost 50, fifty minutes. Fifty minutes. I, I don't care. This could be three hours long. Yeah, it I think it really doesn't I, matter. I think to we're me. cool. Uh, I met Ryan Holiday in twenty sixteen September. Right. This Who is, is Ryan Holiday? Ryan Holiday is an author. Okay. He's written some books. One book he wrote was uh, Ego is the Enemy. Yes. Did you read that book? No, have I have you checked? not. I have a copy for it. I'll, I'll give I it I would to love you. to get it, and I will read it this weekend. But I, so, so this is what, how I met Ryan is we went to this, uh, it's basically like a leadership retreat that another friend of mine put on, right? Right. It's an invite-only thing. Cool. Like one of the coolest things I've done in my life, right? We do moto retreat, which is sort of a, a motorcycle spinoff of that thing. But the people they lined up for the people that came to that retreat specifically were some of the most just incredible people. Ryan was one of those people. Well, it was one of those deals where you go there, there's no service. You don't know who the people are. There's no, you're not bringing your phone in. You're not recording stuff. Your phone stays wherever you're going. We hang out in the cabin. We talk about life. There are people there that have some ideas to present, some stories to tell. Ryan was one of those people. And he just talked to, I didn't have a clue who this guy was. And I talked to him and I ended up talking to him about ego. I'm like, hey, sometimes ego's good. I come from MMA, right? Like in jujitsu. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, sometimes you have to believe in yourself. And, and he's like, you know, he's like, this is the difference between ego is, or, or ego and reality is you should believe in yourself to the level of your training, to the level of what you genuinely are. That's what you should believe in. 100% is worthy of believing in. Believing that you're something that you're not is, that's ego. That's where ego comes and fills that gap between who you are and who you think you are. Who you think you are can be unhealthy when it's not who you are because you know. You, like no, you, and I know, and I think a large percentage of people in this country at any level, it doesn't matter, socioeconomical, business, poverty, rich, billionaire, millionaire, famous, not famous, whatever it is, I think a lot of people walk around 
kind of putting on a persona of not who they really are. And when I'm talking about who you really are, I'm talking about when nobody's at home but you in your own house, you're listening to music, you're doing whatever, and you're dancing and singing in your underwear. It doesn't matter. Just take that as a hypothetical situation, but, you know, the the real you in people. You know what and, it is, though, man? You know, like the real you at your most vulnerable hour when you're the most vulnerable, but you're so amped up and happy on adrenaline, everything in the world... I think pe- not enough people find that. And they people, go, well, I'm not going to do this. This is stupid. If anybody saw me right now, they'd laugh at me and think this, I was an idiot. This is the trouble, is people don't know who they are. That's it. They lack self-awareness. And the reason that they lack self-awareness is because they're insecure to give it a shot. Right? I, you get people, so running a Brazilian jiu-jitsu gym, people come in all the time, and they've been lifting weights. And they freaking deadlift 515, bro. <laughs> you know, and there's these massive dudes. And the first person I put them with, Used to be this kid Lance. He was like 127 pounds soaking wet. Wiry, I'm guessing. Dude, he'd choke the daylights out of you. Like he was, a, he was a great. I can't, Lance. If you ever listen to this, come back to jujitsu, bro. Uh, he got into a job and girls and you know all this stuff. But yep, life. I put him with Lance, right? I remember specifically this dude. He had a big tribal tattoo. And he was jacked. Clearly using some gear. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he was like pharmaceutical, pharmaceutical grade superhero. And I said, uh, roll with Lance. And he's like, okay, you know? And he gets ready and he's tapping. Like five seconds later, like I can hear him, you know, on Lance. And he's like, oh, and he's mad, you know? And then he's like going, and he's like, I don't know if this is for me, man, you know, right? But he, what he, the story he told himself before he went into the gym is like, dude, you're a badass, bro. You're going to go in there and crush it. Yeah. You're, you're but, like, they think they're in a fight. Like when they're in a fight that they they see themselves winning and crushing and throwing people around and like doing whatever. This is what we think about ourselves. Day, That's ego. Man. And then when you go in and you get humbled and you realize, actually, this is the level I'm at. When I actually get into a combat situation or I get into like a, a, a real situation yeah, where there are real consequences, I fold. I'm scared. You know, and a 127 pound kid just choked me out. I'm 235 pounds of muscle yeah. steel and sex appeal. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but that most people don't ever walk through that door to find out who they are, right? They never, and this has been go fast. You know, one of our missions has been, hey, go live your life. That's what we're how, saying to it's everybody. It's funny that you say this. How many times in the last three years have I told you, hey, Brady, I want you and Brett and the guys, Josh, to help me build a bike and I'm going to come ride with you guys? Yeah. But in reality, I'm like, man, I don't have, a, I don't even have a motorcycle license. I've never ridden a motorcycle on a street. Like, yeah, every special forces guy or Green Beret has a Harley. I, I've never ridden a Harley. I've never ridden a bike yeah. like that on the street. And I always tell myself at the last minute, like, man, do I want to do that? Do I want to get... You know, do I want to be out on the open road, you know, barreling down the highway at 90 miles an hour on a motorcycle? And the answer is yes. Yeah. Well, I then just, we should, let's I got to commit, man. Yeah, exactly. But that commitment thing you're talking about, it's a big deal. And it's funny because you started a brand that's now super successful and skyrocketing. And I know you guys are kind of putting the wings on the plane while it's in flight. But Go Fast is, Go Fast will be a monster national brand. And I know you guys will keep it real, but... The amount of people that get out of the army or special operations. It's or funny just you come said the wings town. on a plane. Did I tell you about falling off a motorcycle this summer? You did. Yeah. At the, we were talking. Josh and I were talking about that. Your photos on Go Fast Don't Die at the the Salt Flats. You know, barrel on motorcycles. But people will come through this shop or message me that I've known my whole life and say, "Man, how did you? Where did you? How did you end up here with a coffee shop and 
you know, a lifestyle brand and Buffalo and this, that, and the other thing. And it's like, man, you just got to do it. And I always it. ask the magic question, if you could do anything in the world you wanted, whether, and obviously don't say astronaut because you're not going to become an astronaut at 47 years old and you're really bad at math. Like you're not going to probably be, not, but, but not could you. happen, could happen, but could happen. I won't yeah. say it won't, but if you could do anything and the answers I get from people are crazy. People don't ever say, I, I want to be president of the United States. I want to be an astronaut. I want to be a brain surgeon. They say things like, I want to be a fly fishing guide or I want to mm. be a park ranger. Yeah. And I'm like, man. And then I'm like, well, what's the problem? And they say, well, I just don't want to fail at it and I don't want to waste money. And I'm like, you mean to tell me that you just went into the army at 18 years old? You were in the 82nd Airborne, deployed to Iraq a few times, put in a special forces selection packet, went to selection, got a Green Beret, got selected, went to the Q course, got a Green Beret, went to war 17 more times, and then you were a sergeant major and a command sergeant major, and you controlled 400 guys that were going to war on the same path you went, and women, and you did that over 28 years, and you're afraid you're scared. You're afraid to fail at a fly fishing guide operation or whatever it is. And it kind of, you see the light go on. Are you telling me you want to be a fly fisherman? No, God, I'm, I'm like, fly fishing's fun, but man, it's too much gear, too much time, too much energy yeah. for me. Like I'm lazy in my life right now in that sense. Like I don't want the things I, I do that are fun to be a lot of work. Go on, and, back, and back it, to fear. Yeah. And it's, wow. Ouch. Okay. You're right. You're, you're right. But Right now, my fun in life is sitting in a rocking chair, looking at a river and watching the trees blow with dogs playing around me. You know what I've been hearing from people? That is like my same thing. Like when people yeah. ask me, like, you know, what do you, what do you want to do? What do you want to accomplish? Like people talk about a front porch. And when people say the words front porch, I'm like, <laughs> the same with you're me, my man. people. You know I'm what I mean? Like, like I'm like, somebody yeah. Says, you said rocking chair. When somebody says it, like, I just want to sit by a campfire. I'm like. You, you like again my ears perk up i'm like man we're on the same i want to go in the mountains and disappear i know that was you just decompressing from a crazy two weeks in sturgis really dude a crazy a crazy yeah you guys have been on a the crazy road. summer yeah you guys have been rocking I, and rolling i broke up with my girlfriend right big deal big like hurt my heart a lot so you're single right now i don't want to turn this into the howard stern show but so are you are you single right? Am I putting you on the spot again? Are, no, yeah. No, are you I, single right now? I am single right now, oh but I'm God. not. I'm not looking. He's not looking, but ladies, I don't think I've seen a better looking man in my entire life. All right. I, I'll just leave All it right, right there. Right. Don't walk out on me. Don't walk out. Is so this what, are you blushing? What I'm what I'm saying is <laughs> no, because this is the thing is, I freaking I've already, I've already experienced when I go on your Instagram. <laughs> You know this. I go on your Instagram, and then your people find me, and then all of a sudden, my like, I'm like, nice. It's great, man. But I, but but what I'm saying, this this is the real talk, though. Like the girlfriend that I broke up with. Yeah, I love her. I still love her. Like I loved her. I, I will love her to the day I die, kind of thing, right? Yep. But it's been that whole thing was heavy. That whole thing was about service to her. That whole thing was about I was in a relationship that I was not contributing well to right? Talk about fear. I was scared to exit that relationship. I was scared to stay in that relationship, right? I just lived in this place where... So I, let me ask you this, would exiting that relationship have benefited both of you? It did. So that's a huge fear thing. That's right? it. And, and so this is, this is what it is. And, and what it is is like, when you live and you know the truth, 
you know and you you discount that thing because you'd rather there's a there's an, another quote wherever it is that we would rather be we would rather be certain and miserable than risking the possibility of happiness because it's comfortable and familiar. And I was not miserable in my relationship, right? No, I know what you mean. Things were good. I, things were good. You're but, speaking my language But I was here. not moving things to the next level, right? right? I know things she wanted. I knew that I didn't have those to give, right? And I knew, and it, it came to the point where I knew that this was not what it, what, what it was going to be, right? And, and I wrote in my journal, man, over and over, kill the coward. And that's it, bro. Like, kill the coward, right? And... That's what we have to do when we make those choices, right? You, you know my life, you know, like that, those three words kill the coward, like again, over the last three, two years, three years, a year specifically, like I know exactly what you're saying. And that again, it becomes an insecurity thing instead of manning up and going, hey, I'm going to make a choice. Doesn't matter what it, relationships work, whatever. I'm going to make a choice to leave this. But you go, you know what? It's easier to not leave this and to just be miserable. It's easier, right? It, that you, you know, think it's, it's easier because it's, it's not as it's not a it's not like, hey, I'd rather it's like I'd rather die slow a slow death, right? Like, it, but the the trouble with me is like I'm down with slow death, like I'm down with whatever. I'm not yeah. down with doing that to someone else, right? No. So so for me it was like, listen, I'm not sure about this, and I'm sure that this is I'm I am sure about this right now. And if I'm I'm sure about this, then I'm not going to continue to drag you along in a relationship that I'm not committing to, that I'm not right. moving forward. Right, right, right. Right. So, so my my summer began with that, right? Started there, which is a just a terrible place. It's not like like I broke up with my girlfriend. I'm single. Like life's good. I'm gonna no, go party. I mean, That's not who and, I am. And, right? I, and I and I wasn't saying that earlier, but no, but you get what I'm. Yeah, what no, I, mean. I know like, exactly. That's, what you that's mean. heavy. And then there's also the so then you go and you you're out in the world and like, I fell off a motorcycle. I crashed another motorcycle in Nashville. I crashed my van. I hit a horse. This has not been public. This <laughs> ships thinks this is so funny. It, this has not been public knowledge until you, just now. You, but I, you honked at me at an intersection. I couldn't see very well cause it was weird light out. And then you pulled up and you were talking to me cause I saw you in your truck. You drive an F-150. And, but you, you know, I normally see you in the van and I'm like, where's the van? And you told me the story. Like, but by, by the way, I got in my truck after that. And like the way you told it, like tragic event. Oh yeah. Like really tragic. Event. Oh yeah. Major bummer. I yeah. was, so Do you feel like telling the story or is, well, I'm, I'm basically homeless right now. Yeah. Right. And I got two places to stay. I've got an apartment and a house. Yeah. They're but both rented Airbnb out. Airbnb right. out. When during the summer, cause I'm mostly traveling, yep, yep. but I'm basically homeless. So when I say homeless, don't confuse that no i said that I'm to you trying, i'm like right? dude come stay at the cabin exactly i like, got a million places. i'm not that homeless i got a like, million places to stay but i was like i'm gonna stay in the van because i love staying in the van you know i lunge in the morning yeah like, like i like to get yep. up and go freaking crush in the morning meters. yeah 5 a.m that's what i like love to do. it love watching it. i wake up to it every day and so so i lived in the proper copper which is this 1977 dodge tradesman van that i and so i dialed it in we got it running right. We cleaned it up. I cleaned out the inside. I got a bed in there. I love that Chips is over here just laughing his ass off. He thinks it's funny. He had to come get me. Yeah, when it. So you were there at the scene of the crime? Yeah. So 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 I go over the mountain. Yeah. Right, and I'm going to Devil's Canyon Overlook, one of my favorite places in the world. You ever been there? 
I have not. We should go. Uh, anytime. Just on the way, we need to be very careful because what I learned on this trip is that there's a wild horse reserve there. Which, by the way, you know, I just made a joke, but Brady is a consummate lover of animals and all things life. Like, anyway, I'll leave it at that. I don't want to hurt nothing. Yeah. Right? Except for, you know, Brett's feelings occasionally. Uh, maybe one day you guys will meet Brett. Anyway, so there's a, so I'm, I, I decide that night, like, I'm going tonight. I would like to wake up here in the morning, right? It's a beautiful sunrise. Yeah. I'll show you pictures. You can see them on my Instagram, right? And uh, that's what, like, there's just a perfect service there. So you're sitting at this place that's basically Horseshoe Bend of Wyoming. Right. I mean, it is beautiful. Everybody who, when I take a photo there, they're like, Are you at Horseshoe Bend? I'm like, Yeah, I'm my Horseshoe Bend. <laughs> right. <laughs> and so you can't come here. Uh, so there's perfect service. So I can do all my work from there. Yeah. I can write my journal. I got my jet boil. I do my coffee, the whole thing. I watch the sunrise, light up the canyon, you know, do its little dance. The birds are chirping. I'm out there. I usually like, I'm out. There's no one out there. Zero people in the morning. So I'm singing out Which loud. Which is most of Wyoming. Oh, dude, it's it's freaking great. So anyway, so I'm on my way there. I'm like, I'm going to wake up there in the morning. So I'm going. It's like 2.30 in the morning, and I'm cruising by. I'm almost there. And like I see what I think, what I have a very vivid recollection. I'm like, I swear I saw a horse tail and a big old horse butt. And I try to swerve, and it hits me right in the driver's side. Bam. And... You know, I pull off. I'm like, oh boy, was that a horse? Like, I, it had to be a deer, right? Because you don't hit horses on the highway. Yeah. It had to be a deer, but I swear in my head I hit a horse. So I go back, obviously, to check if it's okay or if it's dying. I pray that it is dead because I hit it very hard. And if it's not dead, then I have to kill it. Right. Which would be, which is life in Wyoming, that much more traumatic, right? I don't right. want to, I don't want to do that. Um, it is dead. It is a horse. Damn. Like my fam I come from a family of rodeo people, yep, yep, of horse yep, people. Yep. I live in a culture and community and state of that, that lives around horses and the value of a horse and yeah. what horses teach you it's and different, how horses right? it's different here. My, Texas, my, there's a few my states. My uncle's like a horse whisperer, my other uncle's a farrier. You know yep, what I mean? Like yep. this is so anyway, all that and I go, This is someone's horse. Oh my gosh, I just killed someone's like kid. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, this is yeah, yeah. and so I I walk around and I see the sign. It says horse sanctuary, a uh, wild horse sanctuary. I'm like, okay, that was a wild horse, right? Right. Bummer, like sad still, but this isn't someone's horse. Thank God, right? Well, the van was inoperable. I stay the night, sleep there about six. And the, I'm like, I don't really sleep. I, w I lay there waiting for, you know, I'm, yeah, there's no service, that, zero right. cell service. So I couldn't call anybody. So that morning the, a lady pulls up. I go out of the van, the lady drives away. And I'm like, okay, go back in the van, lay down. Another lady comes back and I get out and she's crying. And I'm like, I'm like, hi, you know, you can, my van smashed. smashed. She, you know, it's obvious. And she says, she says that was Oak. And, you know, Oak was this old and Oak was having these many problems and Oak was having a hard time making friends you know, like gives me this horse's whole life story. And I'm like, and she's crying and I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. I killed your horse. You know, like I, I feel, I feel horrible. This was not intentional. I wasn't drink, you know, it wasn't like that. And, uh, she's like, I know you're a good, I can tell you're a good soul. 
you know and i was like yeah. oh like damn you know like and then another lady pulls up and then another lady pulls up and they all know oak they all tell me about oh they all give me the same story oak was trying to make friends you know he was having a hard time finding like you know a social group because they horses oh, gather yeah, horses together and are... travel and so i'm like oh my gosh like oh dude it just hurt my heart man like instead of having an owner and i'm thinking like oh this horse doesn't have an owner so at least i didn't break someone's heart i broke 85 women's you know who like work at this Run place horse rescue and know everything about oh dude and then they were like you know one of the rangers was like another guy hit a horse out here one time and they sued him and like you know took him to court took oh, a bunch of money man. from it but he was apparently drinking and like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. reckless so they knew anyway that was the experience i killed simultaneously my house and my vehicle and my time. dream of running off in a van so bummer man yeah, but like no, but it's it's a dude, it's a blessing. I no, know yeah, that yeah, I, yeah. I know I, that it's a blessing. I know that whatever it is, that's what I was supposed to happen. I'm supposed to learn from it and whatever I'm looking at it is a choice. I can choose to say this happened, what did I learn? Like what is, you know, what is it? What isn't it? Or I can choose to say like, oh, you know, so the the insurance lady yesterday. Did you see this on my yeah, I don't know if you I, watched my stories. She's telling me the odometer. She's like, she's like, oh, I got to adjust the mileage. This is going to affect the claim. It said 145,000 miles. It actually is 445,000 miles. And I'm like, huh? And she's like, yeah, they, they didn't read the last number. I'm like, that last number is a decimal, right? The, the white number, yeah, that, yeah. that's a tenth of a mile, you know? And she's like, no, that number counts. It's 450,000 miles. I'm like, unless somebody picked it up after I crashed it and it was inoperable and drove 400 miles an hour for the last month, it doesn't have 450,000 miles on it. And she's like, well, I have to adjust the claim. This is the odometer. It is, dude, it's hilarious. Oh, man. Love her too, though. Yeah, just trying to do her job. Yeah. I'm still going back on, again, like this is the perfect example. Every time I talk to you, when stuff like that happens, you somehow turn it into a positive positive experience for yourself, for other people. And it's like your bike breaking down. It's like anything that happens to you. And man, I watched some of this stuff over the last few years with you and I'm, I get like anxiety and sweaty palms. Cause I'm like, man, I'd have been pissed off. Like I'd have been having a bad day. And I think, you know, to be able to channel that energy. And I think a lot of people right now are having a lot of bad days where they get pissed off and they lash out and they turn a, you know, not that big of a deal, you know, out there. And I always say this and I say it with the most sincerity, but you know, somewhere there's a six year old kid that has got stage four lymphoma that's getting, or cancer that's getting chemotherapy. And I'm like, man, my problems aren't real problems. They're just not. It doesn't matter what it is business, business partners, it's not even money, that spouses. Doesn't matter what it is. My problems aren't real problems. I've created them. I don't think that's true. I think your problems are real problems. They're real problems, but but the, but, but but we don't choose the things that happen to us. We choose how we respond to them. That right, is our right, choice. Right. That is in our power. Right, and we should spend a hundred percent of our time on things that are in our power, and zero percent on things that aren't in our power. Right, or we become powerless. I say that a hundred times a week. Right now, I cannot control what other people are going to do. That's it. I cannot it control what other people are going to do. It doesn't matter if they're your best friend, your so, spouse. You cannot control what anybody in this or a total stranger. You can't control other people no matter how hard you try if they work for you if you pay them if you're married to them you can't 
you ultimately cannot control other people. You can't control what they think about you. You can contribute to having them think positively about you, sure. but you can't control what ultimately what they think about you totally. and how they're going to react. You just let it, can't. Let it, we have a hat that says, let go for dear life. It's great. It's exactly everything, what it's about, like, right? Everything you guys do, even the shirt you're wearing, go fast and diet says fun slingers instead of gun slingers. Like, man, it, it's just. So, so I think this is, this is probably a good like wrap up spot, yeah, yeah, yeah. but the, the, the name of the podcast, Bert, that you came up with, and I freaking love it, is Kill Your Ego, right? Yeah, because I had to kill my ego to get people right here. When you have an ego, you think you deserve things, right? I deserve this. I deserve yes. that because I'm this, right? Yep. And this is the difference, and this is what allows me to look at a negative situation. Even, dude, fell off a bunch of bikes, crashed another bike, crashed another bike, had to buy a bike, built my van, crashed, crashed the, the van, van, hit a horse, broke a bunch of ladies hearts you know what i mean broke, yeah. my, broke my own heart and i see it as it's a lesson it's it's because i don't believe that i deserve the van right the, like the killing your ego when you when you get upset about things is because you believe you deserve something better what i believe i deserve is nothing so i wake up in the morning and i have breath and i try to remember like that breath that you have is a gift you why do you deserve your breath what did you do to earn the breath in your lungs, right? And if you dial it down and you say, I don't deserve the breath in my lungs, but I woke up with it this morning as a gift yes. from whatever you believe, you know, whatever you believe, what, why we're here, God, what the universe, whatever, yeah. your breath is a gift. So if your breath is a gift, then everything on top of that is just something additional, right? So when you dial it down and you say, my breath is a gift, and then you crash your van and you say, that van was a gift on a gift on a gift on a gift. I'm good. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Then all of a sudden you come from a place of gratitude and people can't rob that from you. They can't, they can take, take whatever they want from you. Right. Yeah. But when you're grateful for your breath and you have it, life is beautiful. And you're genuinely happy. That's it. Like you can't, nobody can touch you. Nobody can touch you. If you're like you said, grateful gratitude, if you're happy, genuinely, when I mean happy, I mean not happy three days a week. I mean, genuinely happy that you're alive. And I keep saying it, I even trademarked it and of course you it, did. It's, it's a good day to be alive. Don't F it up. Yeah. Like, but just take the first part of it, leave the sensationalized second part out of it, but it's a good day to be alive. And that's, that's literally when my feet touch the ground in my 800 square foot cabin in the middle of the mountains that by, you know, like it's just, I don't, my power bill last month was $31 and mm -hmm. I just, I'm, it's a good day for me to be alive. Like, I just keep saying that to people. Like, your breath, man. That's it. Go back to your breath. And, 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 and as the, like, this is the beginning of what's going to be a really beautiful podcast. It's yeah, going to be absolutely. a place, of, it's going to be a vein to bleed from. Yes. For you and yep. for a lot of people. Yep. For me as well. I'll join anytime. I'm right? excited to if have I'm you. If I'm in town. On. But I, I really believe ego is about believing that you are owed something, right? Because of who you are, or what you've done, or whatever. When you dial that back and you're just grateful for your breath because you don't own it anyway. You damn sure don't own all these no. things you think you do, right? You, you, you don't. When you kill your ego and you go back to your breath and you can always check in and take a couple, like freaking take, literally just stop and take a breath if you're listening to this and go back and find gratitude for that breath because it's a gift. What did you do to deserve it? You were born. You, you got lucky, my friend. You know what I'm saying? I, Dial that back, kill your ego, listen to this podcast. Yeah, luck and hard work, man. And for me, killing your ego, a big part of this podcast is that I'm not better than you, you're not better than me. Nobody is better than anybody else. 
obviously there's people that need to be put in prison that do horrible things that are evil and inherently evil somehow but kill your ego to me because at one point in my life and not too long ago I I would walk around thinking I was better than certain people based Mm. on my past based on my present based on the things I have the things I'm doing and it was a short lived because I realized real fast that's a horrible horrible way to walk around this planet but again kill your ego kill your ego kill your ego and we'll leave it at that you know it's a good day to be alive Um, Brady I love you I'm gonna give you a hug I love you back because because it's good to hug people it's all right man to 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 show your emotions and then the other part of this that i'm gonna end if i die hugging you that i'm gonna end the show with this is again miss jane whip wheeler if you guys haven't seen jane jane's gonna meet every guest and get a picture with them but the other part of the podcast is you know my sign off is gonna be tell your dog i said hi tell your dog brady and i said hi if you got a dog out there just tell him brady and i said hi Thanks for joining us. Carrick, thank you so much. Love you, brother. Love you back, dude. Thanks for having me on. Thanks, guys. The Kill Your Ego podcast is produced by Bighorn Mountain Sound Lab and edited by Carrick Ford.